You are listening to the postcast presented by the Locked On Senators podcast and the Glebe Central Pub. Make sure you check out the Glebe Central Pub at 779 Bank Street. Great food, tasty drinks, and the Send Shuttle. $17 gets you round trip from downtown to the CTC. Check them out, GlebeCentralPub.com and 779 Bank Street. I'm Ross Levitan alongside Brandon Pillar breaking down another Sens loss. 4-2 the final score tonight in St. Louis. And they were lucky to be down one after the first period. They get scored on three unanswered to start the, the or sorry, two unanswered to start the second period. Then they finally get on the board. They give us that shimmer of hope, Pilsy, but then as quick as they give it, they take it away. Pilsy, how'd you see this one devolve? Ross, there was no shimmer of hope. There was no glimmer of hope. There was no glimpse of hope. There, Hope was not involved in this game. As soon as the St. Louis Blues go up one nothing, the game's over. We talked about it. This is a team that's now 13-1 and when they score first. Oh, yeah. When the Blues scored first, it was 11 nothing in shots. We talked about this team packing their bags for the road trip, Ross. This team was the players were still zipped up inside their bags. Like they're not even, this team was not ready to go. Brady Kachuk had to fight yet another scrub just to hope that this team could make it better than four one that like, that was the goal. Let's just lose less. What a joke. This team is. Well, they did. They got that late goal. That was reviewed. congrats. Congrats. What a waste of, uh, of about five minutes of everybody's lives complete waste of time yeah like i honestly i think that was just a pity goal they're like well we've already kind of wasted this time let's just give it to them because that seemed like a high stick the only thing that would have been worth it is if jordan bennington completely flipped like i feel like if he had a shutout and that happened he would have flipped but, but because there's, there's no reason ball. for bennington to flip he's like this is a this is an easy breezy game so what now? For the Blues. Like, what do the Sens do, right? It's 4-2, and they, they play in less than 24 hours in Dallas against a team that's been sitting at home waiting since Monday. I don't know. It's, tomorrow's not going to be good. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be so ugly up against a Dallas Stars team after. I don't think the Stars played tonight. So No, the they Sens... didn't play since Monday. Yeah. They've just been oh, sitting at home. Sorry, sorry. I must have missed that. I was uh, checking out the chat. Um the Sens are on the second half of back-to-back, and the Dallas Stars are well-rested at home. And- oh, sorry. They, they played – oh, no, that's Saturday. I went back even further. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, Vegas just kicked their ass. No, they didn't. They haven't played since Monday. They beat Detroit Monday, and they've just been chilling at home, and they uh, they obviously have a much better team. Here's, here's where I'll go with this. Okay. And I want people in the chat to kind of help us navigate this because I don't really feel Please like having this us. be a pity party. I'm not really in the mood to just, you know – what the heck's going on? And, and you know, I'm feeling very DJ Smith about this. I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to chew my gum and hope it gets better. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to hope it gets better. We're going to watch the game tomorrow night. Hopefully it's not the exact same thing afterwards. <laughs> but what I'll say is there's two, there's been too many times this season where late in the game, I'm hoping it gets worse. Yeah. That is the ultimate sign that something's wrong. I'm hoping it gets worse so that something changes and maybe it can get better. We can get into the the individual efforts tonight because I think the coach is almost like it's easier to fire one coach or harp on one coach than it is to harp on 18 individual skaters. And that's about the amount of skaters that could be better than they're being right now. I'd say Claude Giroux, Matthew Joseph, yep. 
Jake Sanderson. Yeah. Are playing are playing to the level that you would hope. Otherwise, not not many guys. I, I'll throw Ridley Gregg in there. He's looking. I was going to say since, maybe since Ridley. Yeah. A lot of guys who are passengers out there, Pelzi. And until that changes, this is going to be the same result. Like J- Jacob Chickren's getting you know roasted in the chat, and rightfully so. Yeah, he's been bad. Yeah, and Ross, two of those guys you mentioned are still on their entry-level contracts. So let's talk about Chickren for a second. Even in the offensive zone, he is he is putting grenades on his teammates' sticks, and I think that's a microcosm of the entire problem for this team. Their passing is so bad, and that's yeah. forcing giveaways. It's bad zone entries, bad exits, bad everything. That's one of the things that drives me nuts, Ross. You you know this, and I think it, it maybe even too much. I get upset about this, but the bullet passes that are unnecessary and chickens are worst for it. Like it's just a D to D pass with no one around in your own zen- end, breaking it out of the zone. You don't need to throw a slap shot at the guy every single time. Just give him a good solid pass that he can cradle on a stick and accept and keep going in stride. Like no one's able to stop these passes from chicken, let alone handle them. It's, it's wild. And there, yeah, there's a couple times tonight where like we talked about, I think whether it was an episode or a postcast or else, I can't remember. I, I can't keep track of which time where we've been disappointed in chicken. This is not the chicken that was advertised and that the senators saw last season and the, the and the chicken that they paid the price they did for. He just he hasn't he hasn't been the same. And I don't know whether it's because Shabbat's out and he's his role has changed and maybe that's not what he was expecting. But either way, it it hasn't been good. And they've put him with Artem Zub, who typically is a guy that most defensemen can play at least a solid responsible game with and that doesn't seem to be happening with jacob chicken lately it, it's really not and, and the common denominator is it's not just the guys who are here now and you can say the people who are here before were less talented than guys who were maybe put in positions not to succeed based on a roster accumulation standpoint but that's where the fan base i think turns on the coach rather quickly it's the only thing that hasn't changed throughout this whole process of being bad for almost a decade it's not like they've been bad for two years, and I get it. It is probably a little unfair to be like, hey, DJ Smith's record overall stinks. Yeah. yeah, they were bringing in bad players. They were actively tanking for a bit of that period. But the last two years, what yeah. what's the excuse now? Yeah, what, I mean, last year now? the excuse was injuries, Ross. Now And rightfully so. There was a million injuries like this team was – the call-ups were crazy. They were already out of it anyway. So, like, sure, you can use that as an excuse last year. But this year, sure, Thomas Shabbat's out and you've had Ridley Gregg, Casty, Pinto isn't available not because of injury. But otherwise, like – but you can't be using those as excuses. Like, other than Shabbat, the rest of those guys are role players. You've got your core. Your core has been healthy pretty much this whole time. Even Josh Norris has been around majority of the games, which is kind of an added bonus. There's no, there's no valid excuse for how this team's playing. Like you can't be outshot 11, nothing going down one, nothing in the game up against one of the worst teams in the league. A team that scores first and wins almost exclusively 13 and one now. Yeah. (laughs) So Ottawa scores first, all of a sudden they're what one and twelve? Or no? Oh, oh and twelve when they allow the first goal then. What? <laughs> you're looking 
well, if that's what their record is when they score first, when they get when they get scored on, they must not have any wins. Yeah, yeah, okay, I see what you're saying now. Yeah, right. But you can't get that. Then they go down three nothing in this game. Like, do you even want to break down goal by goal? Like, it almost feels like it's just such a waste. Yeah, if, this you, point. if you don't want to, Ross, that's okay. But I, we do have to talk about one goal. Sure. Which one do you want to talk about? That is the fourth goal for Ooh. the St. Louis Blues. And oh, the we talked and go about the slot. <laughs> we Sorry, talked about it and go and give and go. Yeah, I was going to say you did not do enough passes there. I talked about it in Carolina's game, uh, the the loss up against Carolina. That play where Sebastian Aho and um, Seth Jarvis have a two on O. And Aho passes it backwards through Sandy to Jarvis and he taps it in. Like they're playing with their food at that point. The St. Louis Blues were playing with their food here. Buchnevich and Kairu. Kairu could, like the fans couldn't boo him fast enough with how fast he was passing that puck back and forth with Buchnevich. And Buchnevich is just like, I can't believe we actually just did that. Right away, he points out and he's like, We just did a, a four pass effort. With no one getting a stick in the lane, Timmy and Tarasenko, their controllers die on the back check there. They're just, they're watching in awe. Like, I can't, wow, I can't believe they did that either. And that's got to be one of the easiest goals Buchnevis ever scores. Corpusalo's biting on each pass. By the time he gets all the way back, it's a wide open net for Buchnevis. Like, that's the goal where I just, I like, you almost just smirk. You're like, wow. This team is this bad. Like one of the worst teams in the NHL is doing this to, well, now to this team. And no one cares. Like Timmy and Tarasenko are like, ah, dang. Darn, darn. Yeah. Let's go back to the bench and get right back on the ice. Because again, in a game like tonight, like this was Timmy's back-to-back. Just brutal. Just brutal. And I, I get it. He's definitely playing with something. But maybe he should just but what? take like, games what, off. What, like what, what do you think his injury would be? Because he doesn't look slow out there. His hands are looking good. Like I No, don't... His, hand, his hands look awful. Like he's moving them fast, but he's do, there's zero purpose to what he's doing. He's, he's basically just, I'm going to deke until the puck gets taken away. But I guess that's what I'm saying is it doesn't look like a physical thing ailing him or slowing him down, right? Like everything is clicking physically, but it's just emotionally and just the decision-making he's he's doing seems well, to be the issue. All I know is that when the decision-making is that bad, the player that's responsible for that shouldn't be leading the team in ice time. Only I mean, Jake Sanderson. Team points. Points. Not tonight. Dash yeah, two. Yeah, no points. Tonight. Yeah, This would have been a time, and I get it, you're down three. Now. He's dash four with no points in the last two games. Like he is, he's been a liability and the eye test shows that as well. I haven't noticed this from uh post recent call- central citizen. Okay. Nice. Uh, post game videos. He has both hands and wrist tapes. I, I haven't seen that. Not that I'm doubting it. I just, I haven't noticed. Yeah. It's that, it's that's brutal. Interesting. Do you think he's being told too much? Like it almost feels like, He's trying to do too much. Yeah, we've talked about this consistently, Ross. Like, you can tell the nights where it's not clicking for Timmy, and he's not one of those guys where if he has a bad start or a frustrating moment that he can figure it out after. It just snowballs, right? Like, if he he doesn't get off to a good start, he's gone emotionally. He just unravels. And I I wouldn't say he did that tonight as much as he did up against uh, in the last game. But, yeah, it's... It's, it's tough to watch these top guys out there not being able to perform. 
to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> this is this was just awful top to bottom. One of those, you know, you want to burn the tape, but at the same time, like you gotta figure it out. How about Ridley Gregg being a plus two in a four two loss? It's hilarious. Give him an assist as well. Uh, yeah. No said central standouts tonight, but we do have some funny moments to get to in this game. There's one in particular that stands out. And yeah, Paul's noting, actually, Paul, I'm going to get to that after. I'm going to tell you about Glebe Central Pub first, but we do have to talk about that, Paul. I'll let everyone know what he's talking about after I tell you about the Glebe Central Pub because you can go visit the Glebe Central Pub at 779 Bank Street, right in the heart of the Glebe. You can visit them for tasty food, great drinks, and they always have something going on at the Glebe Central Pub. You can follow them on social media as well as GlebeCentralPub.com. At the GlebeCentralPub.com, you can buy your tickets for the Senators Shuttle. The Senators Shuttle will be active for the December 23rd game against the Pittsburgh Penguins. That's their next home game. It will also be in use on December 29th and New Year's Eve. What a perfect night to leave your car keys at home and have a really good time. Make sure you go to the Glebe Central Pub Shuttle. Great in the heart of the Glebe, 779 Bank Street. You can also visit them for tasty food and great drinks all the time. They always have something going on, live music open mic night, always something going on at the Glebe Central Pub. So make sure you visit them and let them know Locked On Senator sent you. They're really good to us, and we want you to make sure you're good to them as well. So Glebe Central Pub, the vibes are free at the GCP. Nice. I like that little jingle at the end there, Ross. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. FanDuel is the official sportsbook partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. And right now, new customers in the States can get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 money line bet that wins. That's $150 if your team wins. I wouldn't bet on the sense. Maybe a new coach bump is what you're looking for on FanDuel. But there's so many different things you can bet on. The spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. That's where you want to do it at FanDuel. And it's not just for hockey. You can bet on football. I bet nobody had that uh, game having so many points. I think it ended up being like 63-21, to 21, an absolute barn burn of a game. That's a game where you want the, the over, you want props, you want the spread. You can get all of that at FanDuel. So check it out, fanduel.com slash locked on, and get into the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, welcome back to the postcast. I'm Ross Levitan alongside Brandon Pillar here breaking down a 4-2 loss. And I got to say it, Pilsy, this 4-2 loss is like lipstick on a pig for the Ottawa Senators. This was worse than a 4-2 loss. At least it felt like, to me, watching this game, it felt like it was a game that was so far gone. And I guess when you fall behind 3-0, that's how these games end up being. Now, we're going to get to you, Tim. I appreciate it. Thank you for the uh, the donation. We appreciate that as well. But uh, I got to get to to this comment by Paul here first. Tim, we'll pull that back up. But shout out to Dr. Bob. I need to know what Dr. Bob's road record is watching the Senators because i really starting <laughs> to feel bad for him. Like, the Sens better be taking care of him at some point, doing something for him. This guy's passion is unrivaled. He yep. is driving across the country right now. He is going on all five games on this road trip. Oh, yeah. Like, this could get really ugly. And shout out to Dr. Bob. I'm sure he's listening to this right now. Yep. It is very impressive what he's doing and how he's choosing to spend his time following around a team that doesn't love him back. I'm sorry, Bob. He doesn't love us back. They don't love us back either. But yeah. Credit to you, man. Yeah, absolutely. And everybody make sure to follow along with Dr. Bob's journey. Uh, I believe it's Dr. Bob's Sends Tour on Twitter, and he's got the Insta going. 
and make sure to check out uh, all the awareness he's doing for uh, cancer cancer research society. So uh, let's get Dr. Bob. Let's get those numbers up for him. I think he's uh, almost uh, almost at one of his most recent goals here. So let's help push him to the, the edge here. Love that. You can go follow him, Dr. Bob Sends Tour. Tim F., should we be concerned that our core isn't delivering results and we lack skilled prospects in the pipeline? Did we come out of this rebuild too early? I think you could write more than a 112-page document about this rebuild. And I think when you look back, there are certainly mistakes made. Many mistakes have been made. That said, there's still a really good core. I believe in this core. And I was thinking about it and you look and like all of their pedigrees precede them, right? It's not like the senators, like, for example, um, who would be a guy that like, I'm thinking of like, you know, um, like, uh, they don't really have any of these guys on their roster, like a Pajot back in the day where it's like you developed him from a third round, fourth round pick into a guy who's an everyday contributor, right? All the guys who Ottawa's relying on in their core, like a Zub, I guess, would be the, the simplest thing. But even he had an Olympic gold medal by the time he was brought what, over. Are you right? talking about Drake Batherson? I guess, but even he was a, a he was one of the best players at the World Juniors, gold per there. game, gold medal, right? He had a, a bit of a you know reputation that preceded him. Brady Kachuk, captain at the U.S. program, gold medals. The pipe, obviously, his bloodline, everything. Jake Sanderson, captain at the U.S. program, elite at North Dakota, right? I These are fixed, yeah. These are good hockey players. Yeah. That's why I always go back to coaching because good hockey players, when you put them all on the same team, they should be a good team. Ottawa's got, you could argue, a future Hall of Famer in Claude Giroux. If he continues, he's point oh, per definitely game. a future Hall of Famer. Yeah. Vladimir Tarasenko, I couldn't actually believe it. They pulled up that stat. He's fifth all time in St. Louis Blues points. Yeah, dude. He's got a Stanley Cup. He's like, a gamer. They have players. That's the yep. thing. When you have all these players on one team, they should be a good team. They shouldn't be 25th in the league in point percentage. No, absolutely not. And to kind of answer Tim's question here, did we come out of the rebuild too early? I don't think so. Like Shit, how long? Have. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like how long can you stay in a rebuild? Like this team couldn't hold any more picks and prospects. <laughs> like, no. They had so many picks and prospects. A lot of these guys, like Ross and I have done a lot of research in the draft, especially with that being a main focus of this franchise since we started this podcast. Like that 2020 draft, in our eyes at least, they hit it out of the park. Like there's so much talent. Like that was the draft that was supposed to define this franchise. And they stocked up on guys. And we thought, okay, they have so much ammo in the pipeline now. Even if one or two or a few of these guys don't exactly work out, they're going to be able to figure it out. And it just seems like this is a collection of shiny prospects that are now in the NHL, but it's not a team. Like it's, you've got guys, but you don't, you don't have a team. And that's, that's what it feels like to me. Like all these guys are good players, but they're not able to work in a way that, they're able to execute. And that that's who, like you so say, Ross, that comes down to coaching. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's almost like those Olympic rosters you see where they just put like a million all-star players on a roster and you just have guys that don't have proper roles, uh, 
guys that feel like they should have elevated roles and it's this big awkward thing. I'm not saying necessarily that's going on with the sense, but it just feels like this. Yeah. Like Pierre Dorian saying, we are a team. That's, that's sweet. That actually is a great comment. when you're looking now, this does not seem like a team at all. And for Brady to have to fight Tucker, a guy I'd never heard of till we did today's episode, Ross, I called him just- Tyson. Yeah, exactly. Like, no disrespect to the guy. But just for Brady Kachuk to have to fight that guy and then scream at his bench just to get going. And that's a rare fight, Ross, where Brady actually, he caught a few uh, a few punches in a row from Tucker. Like, you got to give stick taps to Tucker. There was a, a section of that fight where Tucker lands like four punches in a row and then Brady just loses it. He just starts swinging and then his helmet pops off and then Brady takes over the fight but like he shouldn't tough, tough have kid. to do that to get things going I know I know <sighs> he re- he really shouldn't I mean he Tucker, can't be the guy that's doing it either Tucker's like, a big uh Thunder Bay boy so you know that they eat their deer and everything up there no all jokes aside <laughs> but you got you got a situation where a chicken eats deer apparently and who well, how good is that I mean we don't know if Tucker's passing the puck 300 miles an hour <laughs> Yeah. It's it's wild to see like he he needs coaching like that he he's the perfect example here because Jacob Chickering man I don't know what is going on with him he has so many raw tools it's like his diet everything's raw but nothing's yeah. like put together and cohesive. He's playing like a vegan out there though whoo yeah so all that all that to say this is that uh, this is tough you, you know, should I say my classic line. The uh, best part one? about tonight's loss is that they play again tomorrow. Is that the best part? Like, I yeah. don't, I'm not that excited for tomorrow. tomorrow's game. Why not? We're going to get spanked, dude. Right, but it'll be a new spanking. I've had enough. <laughs> like, Senators are eighth right now in the uh, Tankathon standings. Yeah, like this team can never trade their first round picks ever again no no you actually can't like the fact that the last three first rounds is a traded 12th overall a traded seventh overall and an 11th or uh 11th or 10th 10th overall pick that hasn't hasn't panned we don't know where he is he's in witness protection yeah we we don't know where where he is hasn't panned out the way we had hoped uh he doesn't play hockey yeah, I don't... Scott, Scott's asking if we're hitting the panic button. I know. I didn't want this to come to this. I can't believe there's 200 people here watching this at 1 o'clock. The only... The I, I want to say this to the you people. Guys are sick. You guys are sick people. The only reason I'm not hitting the panic button is because I feel like I need to wait for the right time. It just feels too early to hit the panic button. But I don't want people to think me not hitting the panic button. Uh, is me thinking that this team can bounce back and make P-words. They can't make P-words. They're absolutely out of that discussion. They need to hold on to their first-round pick and try to get morale victories and play in meaningful games. I thought you were going to say they got to get Mackling Celebrini. Sure. One spin. I I don't even know if that would help. One spin? spin I don't even care. I'm not even going to... We dropped a nine. 
Hey, there we go. Second overall. That's good. Uh, Chicago gets first again. Sweet. Yeah, could you imagine? That's what everybody wants. Let's see how many. Yeah, it's it's just sad times right now, man. It really is because you had so much hope going in. I actually, I got to give credit to this. This was a great, I retweeted it at Send Central. Um, it was at Sends Monster. Lock Sends Monster. He goes, me and my buddies thinking the Sends would be good yeah, this year. the clowns. And the clown convention. It's the world clown convention. Remember when DJ Smith told us that he runs the Tampa Bay Lightning System? Um, no uh, yeah yeah he's like i run the same same system as tampa bay so maybe you should you know it works for them what guy boucher's tampa bay lightning man guy boucher orchestrated two goals in the last two minutes of the game for for toronto to tie it and take it to overtime guy boucher was looking fierce in that little meeting he had at least he shows emotion yeah like dj even early in this game the senator's second penalty that they took it was okay but if I was the coach, I'd set the tone because the game had not been going their way. At least do something. Take the pressure off the players and put it on yourself. You know what I mean? Like within the game, you can do little things as a coach that like John Cooper. We always laugh, but it works. Like he always lawyers the refs. He's always talking, always buttering them up. DJ literally just stands there. Yeah. There's no mm, oomph. I mean, we talked about it back when it was Paul Maurice, right? Against Florida. Like if the shoe was on the other foot, he would have been going nuts that game. When it was five nothing, all the fights happening. DJ does nothing. He's like, "What? What did you say?" Oh, anyone like, can shoot. Cal put Norris out. Oh yeah, guess guess I can't. Yeah, I f- I feel like he's just like a dead man walking, Ross. So like, why like it's why well, would he care? Our guy, um, our guy over in Aussie Land, Dandy Moneyworth, is his uh, is his handle here. But Jimmy Hyde, he said it's like it's cruel punishment at this point to keep yeah. trotting him out there. Yeah, honestly. Who has more job security, DJ Smith or Bill Belichick? Well, Belichick reportedly is done after this season. Um, <laughs> DJ Smith, yeah, definitely. It's it's wild. It's actually wild. You have any standouts from tonight's game, Pilsy? No, I mean we talked about Giroux and Joseph had decent games, but I mean. I mean, not even Drew. I don't think Drew was thirty percent the dot dash too. Yeah, he's okay. Joseph, I think, would be the, the top guy. Um, yeah, Joseph was decent. Batherson, I thought, was decent. I All feel, right. I feel like I feel like Ross, like this, like what's going to happen to the lineup when Pinto comes back? Oh, I don't. Greg's even gonna know. Greg's going to shift to the wing, right? You're not going to play Greg fourth line center. So then what happens with Kubelik? Because you're not going to put Joseph down. Like Kubelik just ends up being a random extra guy. Like I feel like this team needs a good two-way third line player. Like they just they have too many guys that are supposed to score goals that aren't scoring goals, and then they're they're useless. Like kind of like Kubelik, right? Like I don't know what they're I don't know their way out of this. Well, we'll discuss more tomorrow. Any final thoughts on the postcast, brother? This was, yeah, this this game was over so quick. It was over in the first period when the Blues are up 1-0. 11 is the shot totals here. Brady Kachuk has to fight a scrub just to get the Sens to score two goals. One of them really is just the refs being pitiful and not wasting time and just allowing it so that people can get going home. This team is a joke. 
And that's what we'll leave it at for tonight. But hey, we'll do it all over again tomorrow. We appreciate everyone for being with us at the chat this late. We really do appreciate it. Senators lose 4-2 to the St. Louis Blues tonight. They outshoot the Blues 34-30, but they just can't get anything done. Let us know in the comments what you think is the main reason why the Senators just can't keep getting results. We also need to figure out a loss song for the yeah, we need a loss. We can't trot out that music. We need a loss song. So we'll get we'll get to that, Pilsy. We'll get to that. But for today, we say goodbye. It's a 4-2 loss in St. Louis. The Ottawa Senators lose. I'm Ross Levitan. That's Brandon Piller. This has been the postcast presented by the Locked On Senators podcast and the Glebe Central Pub. Make sure you visit the Glebe Central Pub right in the heart of the Glebe, 779 Bank Street. Great food, great vibes. And the Send Shuttle Bus, $17 round trip to and from the CTC.